Intermittent fasting diets have become incredibly popular and take various forms. The 16-8, which narrows your eating into an eight-hour window each day. And the 5-2, which means there are two fasting days per week, maybe at around 500 calories each. Most people probably go onto these diets to lose weight and maybe hope that they also become more metabolically healthy, say in terms of you, the way you control your blood sugar. But another aim is to slow down biological ageing and calm, say, an overactive immune system which ages your tissue through inflammation and to improve the garbage disposal of old deadbeat cells from your tissues or substances which promote ageing inside your tissues. Now, while there's lots of evidence for the benefits of the 5-2 diet in animals, there actually hasn't been much in humans. And if the evidence that there is is a bit mixed. But Professor Luigi Fontana at the Charles Perkins Centre has been leading an international team in a randomised trial of intermittent fasting in overweight men and women whose average age was in their late 40s. And the latest results are sobering and counterintuitive. You've got to be careful with what you eat on your five days of eating. And you don't want to lose too much weight, at least according to these results. Luigi, welcome back to The Health Report. Hello. Hi, Norman. Thank you for having me. Now, they weren't all on a 5-2. Some were on a 4-3, depending on how heavy they were. Yes, exactly. So that was the design of the study. So we wanted to test if uh, intermediate fasting, well, 5-2 or 4-3 diet, uh, was uh, responsible for the same beneficial effects that we have seen in animals. And the answer of these randomized clinical trials are mixed. So if your interest is to lose weight and body fat, it was fantastically. In six months, the participants of this study lost, on average, 8% body weight, 16% body fat measured by DEXA is the gold standard. And some people, the superstars, they lost 20 kilos in six months. Gosh. So it's pretty yeah. impressive. Yeah, impressive. You know, I was impressed. And, you know, we also saw, we also measured leptin, adiponectin, and there was significant reduction in leptin, this, this adipokine that is basically signaling to the brain how much energy is stored in adipose tissue. And adiponectin, high So just to, just to explain here is there's a feedback loop from your fat yeah. tissue. Your fat tissue is not... Um, inert in your body, it's very active and, and messages like your muscles message or your heart messages and tells your brain how much fat you've got on board and that's supposed to adjust your appetite levels and your intake. Absolutely, you, 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 that's, that, that's right. And then, you know, we saw adiponectin going up significantly. So from a, from a body composition and the adipokine metabolism worked beautifully. But, but then, you know, we asked, okay, but... Uh, is this really improving longevity, is it slowing down aging? And as you know, inflammation, inflammation aging, and insulin sensitivity, glucose tolerance are two of the most important biomarkers of healthy aging. So we measure C-reactive protein and an extensive panel of cytokines and chemokines in the blood, no change, no change whatsoever. So just to so explain, no CRP, CRP um, is basically a measure of inflammation in the body. And you're also measuring other really hormones that work at a very short distance in the immune system that either fire it up or settle it down. And what you're saying is that in terms of this important process, which really fibroses and ages you from the inside out, it didn't go down, which is interesting given that you lost fat. And people have said, oh, if you lose fat, this is going to be good for inflammation, but not necessarily. Yes, exactly. That's one. 
And then, you know, we did an OGTT, an oral glucose tolerance test, to measure glucose tolerance and insulin sensitivity. So how basically your... Uh, blood sugar is controlled. Blood sugar responds to the insulin levels. And we found tiny changes that were, were you know, some of them were significant, statistically significant, but clinically very small compared to previous studies that I did when I was at, uh, in U.S. at Washington University, where with a similar percentage of weight loss through exercise, endurance exercise, or calorie restriction with optimal nutrition, we saw massive improvements in glucose tolerance, insulin sensitivity, and inflammation. Which has made you come to the conclusion, although it wasn't necessarily from the study itself, is that the problem here is what you eat on your five days of free eating. Yes. So this study, together with other studies of my group and other people in U.S. and other parts of Europe, are strongly suggesting that a calorie is not a calorie. Basically, what you eat during the feasting days is deeply influencing the metabolic response to weight loss. So whilst you and others have said, look, the way, the way to slow down aging is to get a calorie gap in your, in your metabolism, so you're burning more than you're actually consuming, it actually isn't as simple as that because it depends on what calories you're consuming. Yes, and also the, ex the amount of exercise, absolutely. So what's so the, the recipe? The quality of protein, the quality of protein, there are studies showing you know, the quality of proteins are deeply influencing insulin sensitivity and the gut microbiota, so the composition of the gut microbiota that, of course, is determined of what type of food you're eating is also influencing inflammation and insulin sensitivity. So what is it about protein? So there, there is this study in, 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 uh, published in, uh, in cell reports by Bettina Mittendorfer from Washu, where she, uh, she took women who were obese and she randomized to 10% weight loss on a high-protein diet, 1.3 grams per kilogram body weight, or normal protein diet, 0.8 grams per kilogram body weight. So both, both of them, they lost the same body weight by design, same visceral fat and liver fat measured by MRI. But when Bettina did the clamp, those who lost 10% on the normal protein diet had a beautiful improvement in insulin sensitivity. Those who lost the same body weight, visceral fat and liver fat on a high protein diet had zero improvement in insulin sensitivity. Again, suggesting that a high protein diet is preventing the metabolic improvements driven by weight loss. So bottom line is the Mediterranean-style diet, which is moderate in protein and mixed in terms of the high nutrition content is the way to go on your days on. Yeah, I just wrote a practical book called The Manual of Healthy Longevity where we have a number of recipes, you know, describing this kind of high-quality diet, exercise, and other uh, interventions that can promote health overall. And just finally, people who lost too much weight also had an issue. Yeah, interestingly, in a subset of these, of these people, we collected colon mucosa biopsies and we did RNA sequencing and we look at the number of uh, genes, uh, aging genes, you know, autophagy genes and mTOR is a, a major regulator of aging within our cells. 
And we found interestingly, these are very preliminary data because it was a, a subset of these participants, you know, gene expression. But we found that there is a hot spot. So if you lose too much weight with these uh, intermittent fasting, you are basically inhibiting the, the, the uh, autophagy and uh, the autophagy genes, so the, the genes that are removing garbage from, from your cells. We'll have to go, Luigi, but thank you for joining us. And the message here is watch what you eat on your five days on and don't lose too much. A bit of frugality, perhaps, rather than major fasting. Thanks very much, Luigi. Thank you. Professor Luigi Fontana is at the Charles Perkins Centre at the University of Sydney. Think bigger about the world we live in. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.